Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Platitude Era. Today, we are going to be reviewing the movie Skyscraper. So what did you think about the movie Skyscraper? It was big, loud, and dumb, but I don't think it was stupid enough to make it to like one of the great stupid, big, dumb action movies that'll be of all time, you know. So when did you feel this movie should have came out? Do you feel like it's right for the summer or it should have came out a different... I think there's too many big, like, spectacle summer blockbusters that have come out. So, like, this movie feels too small. Like, it would have benefited more in the spring in kind of a dry, like, a dry area where there's, like, not many other big blockbustery movies. Because this movie, like, it's kind of a big blockbustery movie, but it was surrounded by so much other stuff, it doesn't feel like it matters in the in the grand scheme of summer blockbuster movies. And you kind of already had a big spectacle when Rampage come out came out in, what, March or April, whenever that came out. And that feels like a more interesting movie. So maybe The Rock benefits more from just having one movie coming out a year or spacing it out better. Just kind of not in this, in this like right here in the summer, in this just completely drowning and huge summer blockbuster season. So let's play your studio executive. And February you or March or September, October. For Skyscraper. Probably. And Rampage? Right. Well, like... They're both so. Here's the thing: Do I want to like space one in the spring and one one in the fall, or do I want one a year? Because I guess you know, if you're going to be the Rock and the biggest movie in all cinematic history of all time, then I guess you want to make as much movies as you want. But these movies kind of felt too close together, and I don't I don't want to say they're cannibalizing each other too much, but it, it felt too soon to see another kind of big Rock action movie when Rampage kind of feels more because. Rampage is big dumb monster movie and Pacific Rim came out right next to it but I feel like I liked Rampage better than Pacific Rim but only because Pacific Rim sucked and this <laughs> movie feels like you know kind of big dumb action movie but Mission Impossible is coming out and Mission Impossible looks better than this so I don't know. Well then here's the paradox because no matter how we rearrange the release schedule whether Rampage comes out in March and Skyscraper comes out in October. Uh, it doesn't matter what our opinion is because both movies come from different studios. Mm -hmm. I believe that Skyscraper came from Universal and Rampage was a Warner Brother Films. Yeah, but to the masses, it's just another rock movie. Now get ready for your mind to be blown. So he released the movie Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle in December. Mm -hmm. Then Rampage, I believe, came out in April. Mm -hmm. And then this movie Skyscraper came july. out july so it's like small distance you know like you said most celebrities release a movie one big blockbuster a year mm -hmm. or maybe two a year but in the rocks case did he film all those movies at the same time probably well because i don't because like rampage and jumanji i could see them like being filmed back to back because he's literally wearing the same cargo outfit <laughs> but in this one i mean it feels like because this move, the thing with Skyscraper is it feels like it was catered to like market to Chinese audiences because it takes place in Hong Kong and like the villain is like a Chinese lady and everything takes place in China because Chinese people love China, but they also love big American action movie stars. So it has the it has the makings of like supposedly a big summer blockbuster for Chinese audiences and not so much for here. Wow, that's a really good point. So it seems like this was more um, an international film made internationally and not really much of a domestic film. 
Well, I mean, they'd like it to be a huge domestic hit because the Rock, the Rock's a big name. I mean, I don't know how many millions that Jumanji made, but that was a pretty big hit. Rampage was probably had a lukewarm reception, and this one a little, little less so than that. But I'm guessing that you know, the Rock's a bankable name. Oh, a big summer action movie. We'd hope you know a decent, decent amount of money here, but it'll hopefully make huge waves in China. But I don't, I don't know about the international release for this movie. I think last time I heard um, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle made about 900 million, mm. I think, worldwide. Bigger than Star Wars. <laughs> the Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Bigger than Solo, definitely. <laughs> so what did you think of the story? It's really generic. Like, it doesn't, there doesn't feel like anything special. It's literally just die hard if his whole family was in the building with him instead of just his wife. And if he loved his wife and his relationship with his wife wasn't strained. And um, I follow The Rock on Instagram. So he mentioned that this movie was supposed to be a big deal. The most deal. original, most innovative summer blockbuster. This see, go check it out. Hashtag skyscraper. Not only that, but also he said there was a bidding war. Once the script was written, there was a big bidding war between all the studios. For the Die Hard remake. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. This was an audition for both the director, the writer, and the star to do a Die Hard remake. Yeah, like the Die Hard, the Die Hard similarities can't be ignored. The parallels can't be ignored because it's it's like almost exactly the same. You have like a uh, ex-military or police officer, whatever. He's stuck in this building, surrounded by terrorists. There's a cop that he talks... He doesn't even talk to the cop, but there's a cop element of, like, I have loose communications with this cop. It was missing a limo driver. <laughs> it was, like, The Rock didn't use guns enough in this movie, but, like, for the most part, it's a lot of things happening in this building. Tape is involved... A weapon and a tape are involved, working together with our protagonist. Our, our foe falls off the building <laughs> in an interesting way. It's almost identically die hard but just not as interesting and not as memorable well talking about the limo driver from die hard um <laughs> i think when the movie was first being introduced die hard people didn't know that bruce willis has a, a comedic gift or he's comedic comedically talented so i think they introduced the limo driver so people think oh wow he's the comedic effect or he's the mm -hmm. sidekick and as the movie progresses in die hard you realize wow bruce willis is a really funny guy well, because it's got like he kind of has a sarcastic spin, like, oh, I've been put in this situation. I'm going to try and put the best to it. Whereas this one, like any humor that comes from The Rock is like, hey, guys, I got duct tape. Duct tape's going to solve everything. Right. And we're on a tall building, I guess. Woof. Doesn't like it doesn't seem like he has like the villains are an obstacle in the way, but it doesn't seem to bother him as much as like whatever weird wacky I, I have to scale this building again i just jumped in now i'm outside the building again oh boy i guess i'm gonna have to skip leg day tomorrow <laughs> what did you think of the acting i mean i can't be i'm not a good judge of acting per se i can't say oh that was a good performance from this person or not it's just uh, hey they they read the lines good for them but like nothing stood out and wowed me everything about this movie feels generic everyone was just like a blank face with lines that I've heard in a million other movies before and nothing stood out. Oh, there was the extravagant billionaire. He did extravagant billionaire things. Oh, there was a uh, military bad guy. Oh, there was best friend. There was a uh, wife and children. They all, they all performed at their parts adequately, I guess, but no, nothing made me go, 
Ooh, yes. <laughs> the Chinese detective. Wow, I really believe he's gone through a lot. He's, I want to know more about his story, a mm-hmm. spin-off movie about him, perhaps. He's one day away from retirement. I really feel that. I can't believe he has to do this on his last day. I was excited to see Nev Campbell make a return. When I was going to high school, she was the big deal. She was in all the Scream movies. And then once she moved away from the Scream movies to do other movies, then slowly she disappeared. Another weird reason why I felt like this was like meant for Chinese box office is like a Chinese producer came in and he's like, I want... I want American uh, actress girl. And it's like, I really liked the Scream movies when I was a kid. Bring back Scream Girl for a big action movie with Rock. And it was like, okay, she she came out of potential acting retirement for this movie and didn't really do that much. Cool. Overall. I guess the producer liked Party of Five and Scream. Overall, what did you think about the movie? Your rating... Here, okay, it had a lot of big, dumb, stupid things that made me go, "Wow, that's a big, dumb, stupid movie." I like this. I don't think it took that like took that far enough. It felt like too much of a copy of other things, but it didn't do. Stu- they didn't. They didn't cross the stupid threshold that I would have liked. So it kind of like sits in the middle of like, "Eh, I'll see it when it comes on the cable, maybe." But I don't, I don't like. I don't want to buy this on Blu-ray or whatever. Just like, oh, I gotta show this to my friends because this was a big, dumb, stupid movie. It's like it tangent it tangentially cr- crosses that stupid barrier because <laughs> nobody's taking this movie seriously. They want to see it if it's a big, dumb, stupid, blockbustery movie, and it's kind of there. It it lightly grazes that that barrier for me. And your recommendation for the people? Uh. Wait for Mission Impossible. And oh, this movie, rent it, skip it. I don't. I mean, use your movie pass on it if you feel like it. If you di- decide to skip work all, on, during the week and you want to see a morning matinee, go for it. Or see it in I. Because, like, so we see the end credits and it says, like, filmed for IMAX or whatever. So I'm curious about what it would the experience would be like in IMAX, but. I wouldn't say rush out in the theaters and watch it. Do you think we have enough time to go to the movies again and watch it in IMAX? Right now? No. Uh, Do you want to turn these cameras off and let's <laughs> see it right now? No, over time, someday. Oh. I don't know. I feel like my money would be better spent on IMAX movies. Like good IMAX movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending $27 to see this movie, I don't think. Unless I was drunk enough. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Overall, the what I thought about the movie, I, I thought it was okay as well. I give it like right in the middle, a matinee. You know, if you have time to check it out, do check it out because The Rock is the hardest working guy anybody ever knows. Always working, always keeping hard. His whole motto is being the hardest worker in the room. So just because I respect the guy so much and I appreciate his hard work, matinee, check it out if you get a chance. But uh like my colleague says, don't stress yourself out or work too hard to go out and see it. Now, there were some uh, things I wanted to talk about the movie. Uh, I don't know if the movie was supposed to be a comedy or it was intentionally funny, but there were some things that popped up in my mind during watching the movie that just made me laugh. And I don't know if you wanted to mention some of these or or not. Well, well, go through the beats of the movie and then we'll see if we can revisit these lovely morsels. Okay, so first, I think it starts off where there's a an invasion, a home invasion, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it starts off like a really good like action movie, so I felt like it's a throwback to speed. It's got you hooked. Mm-hmm. Then after that, there's the whole accident that happens. 
Now, this is the part where I laughed, and I was the only person that laughed in the movie theater, so I was embarrassed. Well, you have a history of laughing at inappropriate moments in the movie. But it's when Nev Campbell appears into frame, and she's his doctor. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what? His true love healing his broken leg? And maybe his broken heart? <laughs> Just when he thought he could never love again. Where, like, they slap the Vaseline on the camera, and then, like, they put, like, a giant halo light behind her, and it's like, oh, like, it's like... Three and a half seconds away from like playing like the angelic like Mozart music like <laughs> just like that, mm. and I I figured, you know that's the funniest thing that is so cliche where the um, doctor falls in love with the patient because the patient is wounded bird, and just to give you an idea how cliche it is, the last time I saw it put to good use was in the 1980s Back to the Future. Doc Brown talked about that symptom where caregivers fall in love with their patients to describe how the beautiful uh, Marty McFly's mom fell in love for the nerdy George McFly just because she felt sorry for him. Do you agree? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know what other, like that's the one thing I, that's the one example I can think of. I can't think of any other ones, but yeah, it was kind of like, like the only reason why she married him was just because grandpa hit him with the car. (laughs) And this is kind of the same thing. Like, it seems like a dumb excuse for, oh, this is love at first sight. It's like, oh, he was just there because his leg got blowed off. They must be in love. So 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2000s and 10s. So we've seen that same bit for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what else happens during the movie? So he starts his own business, his security company. Um a couple of other things happened. I didn't notice anything else uh, intentionally funny. Uh, was there anything else that, that, that I missed before we get to the ending? Let's see his best friend. Oh, they're best friends. Oh, but his best friend's secretly a bad guy. Oh, spoilers. His best friend's secretly a bad guy, but like nothing. Eh. Um, there were just a couple of things. I know there's a big funny scene and everyone's seen it in the trailer where he's running on the crane and he jumps off the crane and lands in the window everyone says the physics there is impossible yeah it's it's a big dumb i mean i think it it makes it more humorous in the trailer because it's just like you're seeing bits of it at a time like in this it's i mean it's stupid no there's no denying it's a stupid scene everything about this movie's stupid but it i don't know it seems like because there's a decent enough ramp up but kind of isolating a scene where you see the rock who's supposedly supposed to only have one leg and should be hobbled by that, but he's able to like go into full like sprint and then able to jump off a crane like into a building like 20 feet away or however many feet away. And he kind of misses it, but he's, oh, I I fall off, but I was able to catch myself up because I did so many crunches that day. (laughs) Oh, so when you see it in the trailer, you see it one way, but when you see the movie and the context of the crane scene, then it makes you think it's a little more than it really is. I'm just saying, so he's on top of the crane and he's going to get a running head start. He starts backing up to get a running head start so he can jump a further distance. But as he starts backing up, the police officers or the SWAT team are trying to arrest him. So they kind of block off his path. So he doesn't get a full running start Mm -hmm. to make it. So he's pretty much like half distance, yet he did a full jump. And, uh, well, here's this scene that, that I thought was really funny and it wasn't what I expected. 
So they're getting ready to do the exchange where he's going to exchange the hard drive for his daughter's safety. And right before he looks at this sword, so I'm expecting, okay, since this is pretty much a diehard remake, I'm expecting them to take the sword and duct tape it to his back. Just like in Die Hard when John McClane took his gun and taped it to his back. And that didn't happen. The whole time I was distracted because I was looking for a sword. And then where did he keep his sword? Well, cause, like, so this movie, it's a diehard ripoff, but it needs to somehow, it needs to somehow uh, change your expectations. Because like, oh, because for you, you're like, oh, it's, it's going to be on his back because this movie's like diehard. It's <laughs> like, we're not really a diehard remake, so we couldn't have put it on his back. I don't know where you're worrying about where the sword is. The sword's somewhere. Don't worry about the sword. It's not on his back. Trust us. And it's like, okay, like the, pl- like, so instead of. The, like the plan fails, like because the eccentric billionaire betrays him. Like, no, hey, this wasn't part of the plan. We're supposed to do this the right way. It's like, no, this is this is tricky. And then apparently, him being betrayed was part of the plan. Because then the Rock, <laughs> in Die Hard John McClane fashion, rips out the sword and then goes, ah, it's like it was on my leg the whole time. I pulled it out of my 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 prosthetic leg. <laughs> and what's funny when I was watching that movie, I thought he pulled the sword out of his pocket. So I thought he had one of those magician swords that mm. shrinks. Because I was like, how did he fit the sword in his pocket? How was he able to walk straight with a sword attached to his leg? <laughs> did you notice how one of his legs couldn't bend because a sword was taped to his leg? I didn't notice that. Well, I'm, I don't know if it was. But I mean, because it, it, the, the logic in it doesn't make sense. It would have made sense if it's attached to his back. But the writers are clever. And this isn't completely a diehard ripoff. They didn't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they never showed his leg, so you never got an idea that, oh, it's taped to his leg. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to let you talk about the last funny scene because you laughed the hardest. Because it's, okay, because the bit, so in the beginning of the movie, like, they're like setting up, oh, this this is the biggest building in the universe. And, and at the top of it is a giant mystery pearl. And like, oh, what's what's the pearl? What's so special about the pearl? And when the eccentric billionaire is showing the rock in the beginning of the movie about what's so special about the pearl, apparently it's two things. It's it's like a bunch of cameras so you can see, hey, look, there's the view from outside. But like, you know, there's windows. So why should I care? And two, it becomes a giant hall of mirrors, which doesn't make sense for any reason. Why would an eccentric billionaire decide to just have a bunch of mirrors to like freak out people on LSD? Is that what people are going to this building for? Because who cares about a giant hall of mirrors? It seems like a stupid. W- this is this is your big mystery box. Is oh mirrors? How fun and exciting! But then so they they go back. So the big finale of the movie goes to oh we're gonna have a final battle in in the mirror room, and then like as you because this movie's ripping off Enter the Dragon too because apparently <laughs> that's the writer's second favorite movie is Enter the Dragon. So there's a big fight in the big mirror room. Like, oh, I don't know where everyone is. This, this, everything's confusing. I shot that, but it was just a, it's just a high-tech LCD mirror screen. Oh, where's everybody? And then the whole fight scene goes in. I don't remember anything else because it was just a generic boring fight scene that happens to take place in a fun house of mirrors. But then at the end of the movie, they... They like trick you again because oh this is a clever movie, the bad guy the bad guy has the upper hand on the rock. I have the, I have your kid. Give me the flash drive, and the rock's like, okay, I'm gonna drop my gun. Just let my daughter go. All right, but you're a fool because I'm the bad guy. And then the rock goes, all right, don't shoot me. But just before you shoot me, 
I want to <laughs> let you know something. I'm not actually the rock because I'm not because I'm a holographic mirror. Because the real rock, he's behind you. And then he shoots him, like the rock shoots the bad guy or something. I don't remember, but like the bad guy gets distracted and then he lets his daughter go. And then, and then because this movie's a diehard ripoff, the guy falls into a giant hole. And just like Hans Gruber, he looks up and he's reaching for the sky, like, oh. Oh, but there was also a grenade, and then the grenade explodes and it kills him instead of the fall. Because you know this movie's better than Die Hard. Maybe, maybe he died twice. You know, he died from the grenade, and then again, just in case because, he was oh, still alive. Because ca- I don't remember how the because par- they had parachutes. Because the bad guys were gonna jump off the building. So like, if the grenade didn't blow up, he might have survived for skyscraper two, Ooh. Skyfall. And that's a throwback to Twenty Two Jump Street, the end credits when the villain comes back for the sequel. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one more thing that was in the news. So, do you remember the box office performance for Skyscraper? I just, I think it was in third place. And they were talking about mm-hmm. how the movie underperformed, did not perform expectations. Wait studio for those expectations. Chinese box office receipts. And it's going to be a different story. Oh, it's going to be the biggest movie in China since uh, The Rock's last movie. And the media was so quick to attack The Rock that they started with the headlines that The Rock uh, is losing it. He's not as popular as he used to be and i think there were some headlines that went the route of the pun and said is the rock sinking oh that was clever did the writer of skyscraper come up with that because that was really good no if he came up with it it would have had some kind of twist at the end oh not sinking but um plummeting (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think about that do you think the rock uh is is losing his grip on the box office? No, I just think this was kind of a generic movie and doesn't seem like a big enough spectacle. This particular movie, like Rampage, was fine and it came out in the spring and that was a little more fun fun for me. I don't know about everybody else. I don't. It did fine enough. I don't think it was did gangbusters. This movie, it's kind of meh. I'm pretty sure tons of people are like, it just looks like Die Hard. So like people that would spend their money, like average moviegoers are like eh i'd rather see like hotel transylvania with my dumb babies than see this i guess i'll i'll have fun watching adam sandler instead of the rock so be, like so this is like a one off for me because i know one of the like more hyped movies coming out i think maybe next year i don't know when but everyone is kind of excited for the fast and the furious spinoff to come off to come out and i think more people are waiting for that than just generic action movie with the rock and what's funny is that that Fast and the Furious spinoff is actually starting some um, trouble within the original core group of the Fast and the Furious. Like they're kind of breaking up in the sense of the Beatles. Mm. I never thought I'd say that. Fast and the Furious actors and the Beatles in the same sentence. So the dead body of Paul Walker is Yoko? <laughs> not, not in that sense. As soon as Paul Walker died, then the band started falling apart. <laughs> not, not in that sense, but... The studio wants to do or is doing the Rock, Jason, Jason Statham spinoff movie and Vin Diesel's against it. That there was actually going to be a stinger in the last Fast and the Furious movie 8 that was supposed to give you an idea of what to expect. Mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel, the producer, vetoed that decision and it didn't come into fruition. So the studios want a big summer blockbuster movie with two charismatic, interesting, likable action stars 
and this second tier not as interesting not as likable action star is against these more profitable bankable action stars being in a more possibly successful franchise than him that he built wait does that mean that's why they were fighting before because i know that it was tyrese too (laughs) it was all over the news that the rock was complaining about some of the actors on fast and the furious eight and i wonder if that's what happened vin diesel heard about the spin-off potential hmm. and just started acting alongside the rock with attitude. Well, I th- it, it might have started off as like, you know, maybe the pro- like the studio or the producers or whatever kind of favoring more the rock in in parts than than Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel being the jealous girlfriend from felt like I thought I thought it was about me. And and then the rock is the hot new young the hot new young mistress for universal and like because he's more interesting he's the hot young new thing and vin diesel is old mud (laughs) but i could see the misunderstanding happening where vin diesel could think the rock is gonna steal the franchise from me and he's about to yes so he was right (laughs) but only because vin diesel's boring oh yeah i mean he seems like a nice guy but look come on the universal businessmen know that the rock is a better bank than vin diesel did you see the last winch hunter I don't think I did. I didn't even know that movie came out. Yeah. there's For every one last witch hunter, there's three big summer rock blockbuster movies. So it, to sum it up, we feel that The Rock's going to be okay. The only reason these movies are not performing so well at the box office, it's because The Rock has one goal. And his goal is he wants to start his own franchise. We see that The Rock... He can join any franchise that already exists, whether it's uh, the Fast and the Furious movies or uh, other movies that he's been that are already established franchises. Grasping at straws for that one. (laughs) And they just do exceptionally well, above and beyond expectations. Like Skyscraper. (laughs) No, no, the established franchises. Oh, like Rampage. Yeah. No, 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 those aren't established franchises. Uh, Didn't you play the arcade game? It's pretty established. (laughs) And uh, so if you follow The Rock on social media, the big thing for him now is that he wants to start his own franchise. So every time he releases a movie, last year when it was Central Intelligence, he says, I really wanted to release this movie in the summer and compete against already established franchises films. And I think he said the same thing about Baywatch as well. He says, oh, this is the Avengers of the Beach. And he said the same thing about Rampage and now Skyscraper. So his whole mind, his whole attitude is that he wants to establish his own franchise. But, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, he's not on the downhill. He's not losing his grip because he can just join any franchise and he'll be fine. And then people will just completely forget about all these little uh, boo-boos that he's been having. And anyways, I think the next Rock film is going to be a major franchise. He's doing the Disney Jungle Cruise based on the ride at Disneyland. And we both know, and hopefully everybody watching is on the same level as us, that Disney does not take chances solo. Avengers Infinity War. That was a surefire hit. Uh, Wrinkle in Time. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, Pete the Dragon. Um, I am out of options. So thank you very much, everybody, for watching. I hope you enjoyed this and... Gesundheit.